Okay, picture a large piece of spandex fabric. Okay? Yeah. Now take a hula hoop, stretch that spandex over the hula hoop. Disgusting. Okay. I'm grossed out. I'm, I'm going somewhere scientific with this. Yeah. Stay on course. Okay. Okay. Einstein's theory of relativity. Yeah. This was explained to me the other day. Mm -hmm. So picture the fabric stretched over the hula hoop. Okay. So it's a, almost like a straight line of fabric. So it's like a platform. Platform, yeah. yeah. A stretchy platform. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now take a baseball mm -hmm. and put it in the center mm -hmm. of that circle. So it naturally dips. It's, it's going to dip the mm -hmm. fabric. It's bending the fabric. Yes. Now take a little tennis ball and throw that in the circle. The tennis ball is going to naturally circle around the baseball because the baseball is bending the fabric and it's creating this little hole where the tennis ball now has to move around. Yeah. Okay. So it's creating like a, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that is Einstein's theory of relativity. The baseball that you is holding, your folks. <laughs> just wait, just wait. the baseball that is bending the fabric yes. is a star mm -hmm. and the tennis ball that entered is a planet. Mm -hmm. So Einstein's theory of relativity is that the planets aren't circling stars because they are related to each other. They are circling them because the star is bending mm -hmm. the fabric of space and time. Right. Creating, and, creating this depth, this concave yeah. hole where naturally the planet or the baseball is going round the, the and round. Yeah. Tennis ball, sorry, is going round and round. Exactly. Right. And so it the theory of relativity is 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 something that we can't see. When you put this video up, you better do some visual <laughs> aid. Well, I'm gonna I, I may attach the TikTok that I learned it from. I mean no, I, I read it somewhere. You no, know? I want animation. <laughs> I want <laughs> there's another piece to this as well that the heavier the star the more it bends space. Which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So like he then put a different object in there that was heavier and it bent it even more than, so then I think the, the planet was circling even, right. I don't know. That, I, he lost me at right. that point. But Is that why some planets um, like take, they go around, let's say once a year or some planets? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That I mean, sense. actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> I just got as far <laughs> as, oh, this is the theory of relativity. Right. <laughs> that's that's as far as I got. On TikTok. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I, then right. I referenced the comments and everyone in there was like, wow, this literally never made sense to me until this video. Right. So it got me thinking. Yes. About the things that we can't see, the things that we aren't aware of that could be changing the behavior of things around us or shaping our own behavior mm -hmm. things that exist in our life in our realities that are impacting our behavior our actions and our life exactly okay okay we're gonna flip this around a little bit yeah my girlfriend last month came to me and she was complaining about her husband went on a cruise trip uh with boys only no girls allowed. It wasn't a couple's trip. 
Okay. So what kind of cruise? Was it like the princess cruise? Yeah, like it was one of those people or like some yeah. s- where right. you just go and you like drink for a day and then you get back on the boat. Right. And then you drink more on the boat. Right. They are both approaching their 40s now. Mm-hmm. And she was complaining because, well, she was just complaining, but it got us into a conversation about whether or not we would be okay with ourselves going on that same trip. And we got into as in women, women. Yeah. And we got into this weird conversation about why is it that it's seemingly okay for women to go on these seven day cruises on these, um, all inclusive Mexico vacations. Mm -hmm. Why is it okay? More okay for women to go on these than boys. And by, by the way, this trip had nothing to do with a bachelor party, like nothing like that. This was just like an annual trip that they go on. Right. So uh, th- I was going to ask you, so these guys, so was it like two, three, just like a, let's say two, three guys. Yeah. All friends. A, I think, I think there was about five of them actually. Right. And they're just like, let's, let's just go to on a cruise. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a birthday thing. It's not a, um, bachelor which i don't know why you would ever do a bachelor party on uh, yeah. cruise, but okay there's not a special occasion we were getting nitpicky we were saying like why did they choose a cruise why didn't they spend their money going to greece why didn't they go somewhere where they could educate themselves and we were stuck on this concept of like why are we so bothered about them enjoying themselves on this vacation because it's like it's like it, it's it was a pointless vacation. That's yeah. that's what the main point was. If you go to like Europe or like a literally anywhere else but a cruise, yeah. there's something more worthy about that trip. There's well, something more valuable. Kind of, right. And it's a different kind of trip. And I also think like it's different when you're going with a couple or with your family members on a cruise. There's different meanings and different activities you're doing. Whereas I think when you're thinking of a group of men who are going, men who are in their 40s, going or almost 40 sorry going to um like one of these cruises you're just thinking like what are you doing all day and i and don't get me wrong guys i appreciate a holiday where you do nothing you check out you read you work out you do your yoga whatever you do. i i appreciate that mentally checking out everyone needs it go surfing do all of that but then i as a as a man yeah, it's, I, I guess I would say there's like, I find it more strange if a guy tells me that versus if a woman tells me that. So why is it more strange? One of the things I was thinking about was this concept of legally blonde. Oh, okay. You know that movie uh, Reese Witherspoon stars in it and she's this like bimbo course, yeah. educated lawyer and she's kind of, she has two different sides to her. Mm. And somehow it just makes more sense. Like women make the joining of stupid stuff that is pointless and very well-educated lifestyle. They make that make sense. Her husband, this man who went on this cruise trip, works very hard. Mm -hmm. He's very well-educated. Why is it that we felt that he didn't deserve this kind of stupid, pointless vacation more than a woman would. And the only thing I could think of was women deserve to live out pointless things 
more than men because we are higher achievers in multiple areas of our life. We are more, we are more productive. Maybe we can draw some parallels to like your um, topic of theory of relativity of how things kind of in our life impact our behavior and our thoughts and our actions is because the idea of doing nothing and almost being like, for the lack of better, better word, lazy is not a very masculine trait. Why is it not masculine? Um, because when you think of a masculine trait, you think of a go-getter, someone who is, I don't know, like when I think of a guy I'm on a holiday with, even a beach holiday, usually they're up playing beach volleyball or they're like, let's go surfing. Maybe they can lie down for five, 10 minutes. But the idea of, if, a, let me put it to you this way. If a guy who is a heterosexual man was to look at me and say, Hey babe, you want to go just tan for a few hours on the beach? I would be like, huh? Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we, versus if my girlfriend was like, Hey babe, let's just do nothing and just go drink rosé and go tan on the beach. Usually a guy is like, let's go for a walk. Let's go in the water. Let's go rent out a jet ski and go to another Island or there's a there's a trait about wanting to be active and physical and a go-getter active that's a little bit more masculine than you know a, gr a girl's kind of being like we're just going to an all-inclusive thing we're just going to this spa every day and we're going to check out for three four days the i feel like over time evolution has led women to become or to have no choice but to become overproductive with their time oh a thousand percent i agree with you look at women right now my grandma her only job in life was to raise kids that was literally her. now i gotta raise kids i gotta have a full-time job not just a full-time job because i can't i can't survive off just any full-time job i have to make a very good living i have to make sure i cook and clean and i gotta do all the rules i gotta wear all the hats women have to wear all the hats now and that's because of all these things that have happened in our society through generations and generations i don't know if we were we've become stronger because we're we're choosing as as a um as a gender to say we don't need anyone else we're becoming more independent i don't know if that's or the cause of it are we not aware of simple evolution has guided us into this lifestyle? Are we not aware that it started as us all fighting for the same man because we just simply had to win a man and keep a man, but all of that evolution has influenced us more than males to keep working, to keep working on ourselves, to keep improving, to accomplish yeah. more things in our day to be this superhero mom and we are just now we've evolved into this multitasking productive person it's just part of our every fiber and then all of a sudden today we're sitting down and the wife is complaining about her husband going on a stupid vacation and why didn't you go to a place that's more educating why didn't you go to a place that like is going to help you grow more but that's a deep-seated anger in herself 
because she's looking at herself and everything she does in her day thinking i want to be on that holiday i want to be on that i deserve that holiday so so then what you're saying is it's not even the it's not even necessarily the fact that he's there with a bunch of his friends or it's more about why isn't she there with him i would say it's more about the location right because that's really what we were focusing on the crew then where does the resentment come from the resentment shouldn't be because he's the resentment is coming from you know we're talking about the ripple effects the resentment is coming from her feeling like she's doing so much and why does why is he going on this this lazy holiday when i have to do a bunch of stuff but then okay so if he's in i don't know florida going on a golfing trip would she feel the same if he's in do you want him to go to mykonos hell actually i'm gonna tell you something if my if my man oh sorry if my man was like i'm going to mykonos with a bunch of guys versus i'm going on a cruise i'd be like honey you have fun on that cruise yeah <laughs> well is it is it just the culture shift i mean it's because it, yeah yeah if there's something more i mean you I mean, can it, go party is, all you want yeah. on a cruise i don't know you're gonna go party with eight, 80 year olds i don't there's something more valuable about going to a different continent yeah so for me it would make me question the type of personality him and his friends have um right why aren't they seeking something more valuable in go their rent a villa yeah. in texas in austin go to nashville go to i don't know go to anywhere just get an airbnb cook barbecue grill drink beer go golfing, go what, I don't know, whatever you want to do. It's a little bit weird. The cruise thing, I'm not going to lie. It's a little, all inclusive. If you're going with a couple, mm-hmm. you're going with a, a group of friends, they're all couples or even mixed. Yeah. I can, I can get it. Also, the duration, also, the duration is important. Yes, but <clears throat> I don't want to skip over the couple thing because if it, they were going in couples, yeah, there's something about taking that time to grow your relationship. You're nurturing a relationship yeah. when you go as couples. That's completely, that's not even an agenda item when get, guys go to hang out with each other. No. So again, we're picking out things that are all like, yes, this will help you grow as a person. Like do something right with your maybe lazy time. Maybe they were on a cruise reading. I mean, Maybe they have their little Kindles. They? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, and to your point, length of time, like how much time do you need to relax? Like a seven day cruise is with just guys like what are you I doing know. i don't i don't like did you really need and, and so, but yes this is where i feel the anger now for her yeah because this is where it comes from because we're sitting here like i'm taking okay she doesn't have kids yeah. fine but norm in a normal situation it's like i'm taking care of the kids mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having my period every 30 days <laughs> like i'm which is the three week thing you know if you didn't know guys yeah it's not just a week it's not just a week <laughs> yeah it happens like a week before it actually happens yeah it's like the stresses that we have to deal with i mean we are painting a large brush but just for most couples mm-hmm. the things that they complain about against each other like this is it it does feel like it's pretty unequal yeah the weight that we bear be- because we are so productive with our time right like just because we're more efficient doesn't mean and because we make it look easier because Mm -hmm. we've built ourselves up into superheroes does not mean that we're doing less work or it doesn't mean that we're not as stressed we just know how to mask it all properly so yeah then the man goes off and he's like i'm just gonna do a totally unproductive trip i think it goes down to the personality and the character of the person 
the type of person that would be attracted to that type of trip p.s just in brackets that's my worst nightmare being on a cruise yeah oh yeah like put yeah i will i will pay you to put me on a ship where i can't escape for a whole week yeah no thank you yeah with a bunch of other human beings it's a germaphobes nightmare oh my god and then you <laughs> want me to pay personally. you like oh, yeah. not only yeah. are you not paying me to be yeah. there because you should be paying me because yeah. i'm conducting a social experiment for you <laughs> but anyway that's a whole other thing right and like the food and i'm just thinking like how no yeah but see okay neither of us actually like cruises no. that that's fine but that's not to say that like we're not talking down about stupid things no like that's the point i want to make though about this I love doing basic things like doing nothing, doing nothing. Yeah. I, I want to, and I want to do stupid things too. I want to do the stupid manicure and whatever, like whatever stupid girly things you can think of. Oh I God. will, yeah, I, I will work my way toward doing them. Wait, wait, ho okay. Hold up. When did having a manicure, yeah, it's, not, it's not, that was a bad example. I mean, Excuse like, me. <laughs> you know, just, I don't know, going to, have you ever gone to uh, Chuck E. Cheese on on a date? Like no, but I want to. Yeah, like just I would stupid love stuff. to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a, like an arcade or something. Yeah, yeah, like I'm all about stupid stuff, but it context matters. But that's not stupid. That's fun, and that's you're not you're not paying fifteen hundred dollars or however cruises yeah. are nowadays to go spend seven days in Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. you're going on a right. three hour date. Right? I don't know how long you go to seven Chuck days. In Chuck <laughs> no, that's a fair point. So, yeah, I mean, even, I don't know. I think, I think it goes back to the person's character. It says a lot about what people are interested in. Like, if you were to come up to me and say you're dating a guy who just came back from a cruise, which you would never do because you would never date a guy like that. I would never. Well, there you go. Exactly. Why would you never date a guy who would go on a... Why would I it's never a date? It's a type. It's, it's a, a type. type of person. It's yeah. a type of person. Yeah. And the age matters. If you're telling oh, me like sure. they're 70 and they've gone on a cruise, hopefully you're not dating a 70-year-old. <laughs> but if you were like, oh, you know, my future... Like, I don't know. Like, Okay, so now it's, it does sound like we're talking down about cruises. <laughs> but we're not. But we're yeah, not. no, it, it... To each their own for that. But I think we're just trying to raise the point of like... It, it's just... I was perplexed when we got into this conversation. It was a divided between genders thing because mm. she was asking me, she was like, would you be okay on going on a trip like that? I was like, yeah, I guess with my girlfriends, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't look down no, the same way. But and different. it is different. And it's that's different. what we were trying to yeah. talk about. And the difference is, I think the difference comes down to one, um, that if you're lying down and you're tanning and you're going by the pool and you're having cocktails and drinking rosé and sun tanning, those are very feminine things. Those right. are very feminine traits. And so it's a little bit different. Also, like you're, you're there with your girlfriends, you're talking shit, you're, you know, getting yeah. drunk, having fun. But then like the activities that guys do, which we do on a Friday night anyway, like we yeah. all get together in our sweatpants and um, drink wine, get drunk and talk shit. We're just doing that sun tanning by the pool. Right. But what are guys doing? I have no idea. What, I don't. What are you? What are you doing? We earn the right to be basic bitches. Are you? Do you have a football with you on the cruise? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. Are, are they just replacing our chats about other people with sports? I mean, maybe, but can you can you do but that? Guys don't even talk for seven. Like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe maybe we're missing something. So maybe someone needs to help us out here. Yeah. I don't know. Why would you go on a seven day cruise with yeah. just all boys? Gentlemen out there. Yeah. Give us the insider <laughs> info. What happens? <laughs> okay. So we use this conversation to bring up an interesting point mm -hmm. though, which is that it's quite possible women have evolved to be more productive human beings than men at a faster pace. And it's because of evolution. In order for you to get the better job and get the get the man and you know look better and you got to go to the gym and you got to make sure yeah. you, your appearance looks up to par and your intellect is up to a certain level to get the yeah. job and so yeah i mean it is it is part of evolution and i think it's because you know when you're when you're su suppressed for so long and just kind of dismissed we have maybe our our gender felt like we had something to prove and that's the thing if if you have to work harder mm -hmm. for something you become a more efficient you learn yeah yeah task oriented kind of human oh. and i i'm seeing it more and more it's just like women are taking over leadership positions mm -hmm. women are learning how to be better decision makers but i'm attributing it to evolution because coming back to how we first introduced this episode this is something i think we are just simply not aware of right. that this is the reason these things are, the are playing effects. out the way they're playing out right you go on social media and all you see are women complaining about the dating pool mm. uh and the quality of of men out there and you know is there some truth to that but can we even blame them because their story of evolution was you just got to kind of sit there and wait for the women to right. to bid for you. As we grow and become better, we end up thinking the options out there are less of quality. But that doesn't mean it's less. It just means we've, we've stepped it up a notch. Exactly. Right. And that's why I say don't blame them. Right. Because it's we're talking about them like they're lesser than us. But I, I think it's just because we're evolving too quickly. Mm -hmm. We're just we're becoming so efficient and so productive. We're like, mm -hmm. hey, keep up, guys. Come on, tip tap. I think I think a lot of the traits you're describing um, are leadership traits, right? Um, and I think both men and women possess them. But I think what's happening is maybe there's a shift, whether it's because this, there's space being allowed for women now, or society is allowing the adequate space for women to come and play that play, or we've just pushed our way in whichever way um these are leadership boss woman boss man mentalities of efficiency productivity right and so that's probably what's happening i think i think high value men and high value women both have a lot of these traits mm -hmm. and i think high value men also look down and say hmm what's gone some of the qualities of yeah women and high value women are thinking the same about men right the difference is and here's i read this women always want to date better so when you're already at a certain level 
as a as a female, you only want to date better than you. So if you're in the 97th percentile, you only got 3% left to be better than you, right? So like, let's say you're making X amount of money and your certain looks and this and that, how many percentage of men are better than you? Very little, right? Your pool is reduced to like 1% of the men out there, right? Whereas men, regardless of how successful or how wherever they are in their life, high, high value men, they don't mind going lower. That's so interesting. And so their options are endless. <laughs> but you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Like height. Yeah. As soon as you bring it's in It's represented height. just in height alone. Just in height. We Age. are searching, searching for higher. Age. Yeah. We, want, two, we want more two. mature. We want more, yeah. So those two <laughs> factors, variables alone, automatically cancel out like 90% of guys for me. So why, why do we naturally want more? Because I think, and I, I hate to take it back to feminine masculine again, but feeling protected, feeling safe, feeling like someone else has certain level of control power is a masculine thing, right? right. So yeah, so we're working ourselves up to be better. We're, and now we're like, hey guys, but we still want you to be better than us. Yeah. We've become more masculine. Women are becoming more masculine. Now, I wanna, I wanna be very clear. Women have had to become more masculine. There's points in my life in certain relationships that I've had to step up and become the masculine party because the person I was with was incapable of making decisions, was just, he wasn't acting like a man. And so when you got responsibilities, someone has to step up to the plate. So I had to channel in my masculine energy to get there. But for whatever reason, women are becoming more masculine and we're standing there and we're saying, where are all the men? Yeah. But the men are just like, you're intimidating. You're yeah. too much. But then, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a circular dialogue because women's rebuttal to that is no if a man actually showed up i would channel my feminine energy but we just keep asking more and but more but we and always more. just want more and more and more and i and i don't know if it's a female thing versus if it's um i don't know if our our like we've just become like that as people but, but to the point of the evolution mm. it's because we're so used to becoming better and better and now right. we're just used to that kind of lifestyle let's right. go guys you know, it, it's just ingrained in us now. Yeah. Let's keep moving. Go, go, go. Yeah. Do you think though, it's because on some, un I'm going to use the word unconscious level, some of the indirect or direct traumas that women have had to endure through our, through generations and generations have brought us here as well? I would think so. And I would say that one of those traumas is just trying to bid for a man's attention mm. and that being our main focus bidding for a man's attention not feeling their like their security reliability yeah. that, that being our only purpose right right <clears throat> that's it's interesting a trauma right and i and i i think trauma also impacts men right like the ripple effect so it's impacted women in this way that we've become more independent more <laughs> sorry, individualistic and so I wonder how, how men or just humans in general, like traumas in general are, have such impact through your entire life.
right? Like something that has happened to you when you were three impacts you your entire life, especially if you don't work through it. Right. Right. There was a study I read where this is like back in uni where they said it was a child development and they said that most of your development happens in the first eight years of your childhood. Oof. The first eight years of your childhood essentially dictate who you become as an adult. Parents, it's all on you. Like, dude. Yeah. Blew my mind. This is this just speaks to how there should be <laughs> there should be tests before you become a are allowed to become a parent. I 100% agree. Yeah, you have to be a fully formed mature adult before you are allowed to parent a yeah. child. Yeah. You it's it's funny in our society where like we have to do a driving test. Yeah. And like you have to drive for well in, in Ontario at least you have to drive for X amount of months with like a what is it a G1 and then you have to do all these tests, right, to to be okay to drive. And, and why? Because if you are not okay to drive, you are a danger yes. to other people. Yes. It is the exact same thing if you are out there as a human being a danger to other people behavioral-wise mm-hmm. or if you do not raise a child in a protected, secure environment, Mm -hmm. that child is at risk for becoming, listen, I'm not going to put that just on parents. Like we understand that there are some things that people are born with. Yeah. Can't avoid that. The basic things that can ruin a person. And then that person goes out into the world and ruins, destroys emotionally all of these other people. It's, it sometimes is a matter of life and death. I know many people that had childhood traumas that are now depressed beyond belief, have yeah. you know, all sorts of thoughts. It's it's it is a matter of life and death in many cases. Of course it is. Of course it is the way and I I think, you know, just going back to this whole parenting thing, like I don't think us popping out babies means you're a dad or your mom. That just means you gave birth. That just means you planted your seed that's all that means right being a mom being a father being a dad all of those have responsibilities that come with that title and it doesn't begin when you're pregnant and it doesn't finish as soon as you've popped the baby out that's where it begins and it lasts a lifetime so people need to be a little bit more aware i mean it's it's a hard thing being a parent. Oh yeah. I'm not, I don't we're, wanna... But we're not talking about the terrible twos no, and the screaming no, no, tantrums. No, no. We're I'm literally just... talking about you being yeah. prepared with your own traumas, yeah. having worked through your own issues, yeah. being self-aware about everything, because you know what, if you're not, you're putting that right yeah. on your kid. And it's it's scary to think that you're responsible for this little person's life. Yeah. And like, oh, it just like breaks my heart sometimes. Some, you look at certain conditions and you're just like, why is this? Yeah kid put in this situation and yeah. i'm not it's not even i'm not even talking about financially or oh yeah so, no. uh, you know i've i've been exposed to some kids where you would look at them and think they're extremely well-off families but then my heart still breaks for them because you can tell they're deprived of correct attention you can tell they're deprived of actually having role models influences yeah. that they can count on and so, yeah, first eight years, guys. 
mommies and daddies out there first eight years it's all on you make it or break it's crazy i'm trying to think what i was doing when i was like zero to eight when is your earliest memory do you know what age like scientifically like when, no like you oh, personally. Me personally um i would probably say like three and a half four yeah. i have a very vivid okay. memory of my mom and dad coming home with my with my sibling who is younger than me and i he, he was in like a little basket or whatever and i remember i had picked him up and he still had his like hospital um tag or whatever Aww. on and i had picked him up and put him on the, outside the front door <laughs> i vividly remember that it a little bit of traumatic things yeah like i mean traumatic for him yeah <laughs> Yeah, but you remembered it for a reason. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, I, knew... think, I think I remembered it because my I, the punishment. Probably, exactly. Right? Like, it was linked to trauma. Yeah. My earliest memory was, I think, I was crying on the stairs alone. I was left home alone for the first time. <laughs> and I think my mom had just gone to the grocery store. <laughs> uh, and I think you might be laughing because you're like, oh, this is where your fear of being alone comes from. <laughs> Start it right away. I was like, abandoned an issue. <laughs> But yeah, that's my, it's, yeah. but parents out there, I know you know this, but like, l listen to our, both our stories. Our mm -hmm. first earliest memory was trauma. It was trauma. We don't remember us laughing on the couch with our parents. No. We remember something traumatic. It's interesting because maybe there are people out there who have better memories than us, but yeah. this goes back. Okay. So <laughs> also, have you ever talked to your parents about like your childhood and your memory is very different than their memory. I, oh yeah, they lie. They, because they want to see lie, themselves as good. Do you think it's because their perception is just different? Because I, there's I a don't difference. Know. <clears throat> there's a difference between perception and perspective, right? Perception is your version, your view of the world, your specific view mm -hmm. of the world. Mm -hmm. Whereas perspective is me going into your side, in your head, and putting myself in your shoes, your place, and trying to understand the world from your reality, right? Yeah. So their perception, which is their view of themselves, might be, I was a great parent. Right. But they are not taking the time to be like, how did Cynthia feel in that moment? Oh, that is something our parents' generation they does not. not do. They do not do no. that. No, no. I, we grew up with two camcorders. And I was actually just going through the footage of one particular timeline a little while ago. It was Christmas, like when I was, I think, nine years old. My brother was four years older than me, so he must have been like 13 at the time. Mm -hmm. My parents had footage of their trip to a different city. It was six hours away. It was just them two. And so I'm reviewing this footage. And then I also have recording footage. It was like an audio yeah. recording device. Um, of me and my brother at home alone during that same time, we were just like narrating our time alone. And I, I asked my mom, I said, mom, did you go on a weekend trip and leave me and my brother alone? She's like, no, I would never do that. I'm like, mom, you, I have the footage right here. Like, what is going on? Did you leave us alone? What did, what did we eat? What yeah. were we doing? Like, what is going on? But her she re refuses to think that like she would ever do something like that yeah. but i i mean i call a liar <laughs> I, you I, call? so you think she's very well aware of it yeah. but she's just <laughs> or she's just she just refuses to or she's blocked it out. yeah she's blocked it out exactly yeah
She's got her own traumas. It's so interesting. Her own behavior. Man. Honestly, I'm not I would not be surprised if my parents had traumas just for me. I yeah. was I was in a bad thing. Like I did well in school. I played sports. But I was very stubborn. I still am stubborn. <laughs> I was very stubborn and very I always wanted to do things that I shouldn't be doing. Oh. Like if you if we weren't allowed to go on the roof, which I don't even know how I ended up on a roof, but like I would like I would be the one that'd be like, guys, let's go on the roof and see what happens. <laughs> oh, you were that I was that kid. You were the friend that my parents would have warned me about. But that's the thing. Parents and teachers loved me. Oh. Loved me. A student, mm. I was an athlete, did well in school. Like they loved me. I was okay. very polite, very respectful. But I have like a I have a a rebellious oh, yeah. side to you. I just, you know what it is? I don't like rules. Yeah. I And not that I don't like rules. That's incorrect. I can appreciate rules, but I have to find out why they're put there. Okay. So how strict were your parents then? So we had a very, they were strict to a certain point, but we had a very, so if, for example, I, I remember this, I was probably like nine or 10 and I wanted to go to a sleepover and I asked them, Hey, can I go? And they were like, no. And I said, why? And they're not the kind of parents to say, just because I said so. So they are like, well, these are the reasons why we don't think you should go. You think of your own reasons of why you want to go. Go think about them in your room and come back and tell us, make an argument. Oh, mm -hmm. and did you make a presentation or? I did. <laughs> sure as hell did. <laughs> That's so weird. And I didn't get it. I wasn't able to go. Oh. But that was, I know, was so sad. Yeah, but what it what it made me do is I wasn't as upset about not going because there was like this is why I'm so this is why I'm so whenever we talk I always do logic. Uh, I I just figured this out. Yes, that's how I you talk raised. through the of why like the reason I yes. reason things out. Yeah, that was a good thing. My parents never said because I said so, which right. I appreciated because that sentence alone would be like I would I would do it. It's funny because I try to think about how I came to be too. And there's two things that I think of that don't really make a lot of sense to me. My parents were both, they, they let me do things. Mm. They weren't strict at all. And so normally that raises a well, like a healthy, well-balanced kid who isn't going to rebel a lot. But what happened to me was I became a very, I ended up sheltering myself. Okay. And I'm not sure why, but I remember particular stories that my parents would tell me. For example, they bought me alcohol for my 16th birthday. Mm -hmm. And so they let me enjoy it. But sometime after that, and I definitely didn't drink a lot on my birthday, by the way, I just had maybe like one strawberry daiquiri. That's when strawberry <laughs> daiquiris were like a big thing. And I remember sometime after that, my mom telling me the story of the time she drank vodka and orange juice and how sick she got and how she would never do that again. And for some reason that story stayed with me and I never ever wanted to drink to the point where I made myself sick. Right. And so I became like this person that would never drink more than one or two drinks mm -hmm. still to this day. And it was like a fear-based personality that I right. built. And I don't know why, because my parents weren't strict. And so like, there was no reason for me to, but, I was just this person that grew up yeah. to be it's your own personality fear, as well. Yeah, yeah. fear-based. People, you know, you still have to take your own personality right. traits into heart. It could be that the lack of structure. Yes. The lack, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
therapy 101 <laughs> uh, it could be the lack of structure made you want to create structure for yourself right um because this goes back to human beings we need it we need structure people need to be led people need to be we need it and especially at, at, at those younger those young ages we need i have a perfect example of this i grew up a catholic mm -hmm. and i wasn't really that religious okay we were that family that would like make fun of people at church on the way home and then we'd watch seinfeld we were just like kind of in it just to be in it and whatever anyways i remember somehow creating this rule for myself that i would never sleep with more than five people in this lifetime okay and looking back because you know <laughs> <laughs> goodbye to that um <laughs> looking looking back on my my mindset yeah i can only attribute me developing that weird rule for myself because and it was probably based in my religious upbringing because yeah. with religion you're taught like you can only be intimate with one person and that's where and so th my rule was based on uh, by the fifth person i have to be married right right so it was like i was enforcing these rules on myself these made up things yeah and it had a lot to do with just me wanting structure so that makes a lot of sense that does make sense so it, it's weird because i think we we kind of talked about this a few days ago and it's when i'm forced to be put in a position like when someone pushes me in a corner or when someone puts me in a box or tells me i'm only allowed to do x y and z that's when i'm like oh f you so otherwise, otherwise, I'll just be a normal human being and just go about my way. I was, I was working for this big company and they were like, oh, we don't, uh, we don't give promotions like this early on. And it became my mission to get it right now. That's my com competitive nature as well. Cause I got, I got all sorts of issues. <laughs> I, got, I got all sorts of things, but I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And I did it because I was like, I, and, and I, but like, I threatened to quit if they didn't give me what I wanted you to prove structures wrong. That very much goes along with how yeah. you, your upbringing was and yeah. how you behaved. For me, the most bothersome thing is when someone thinks I'm one thing. Yeah. That bothers me the most. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know what you think of me. I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. That bothers me yeah. more than living in this structure. Yeah. of Yeah. You know, what's the worst thing about that is when people that you have known for a very very long time who knew cynthia when she was like 20 still have the same perception of cynthia and that oh it just because i've i've had people in my life who still treat me like that person back then now and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with me back then there's but it's just i've evolved so much and my ideas are different and there's just so much more to me now that i would want my friends and my partner to be aware of you just nailed why hey hanging out with my parents mm. but that's kind of my fault because i never showed them you never how i yeah i've never opened up right. to them how i've evolved i've kept all of those things from them so mm. it's partly my fault but also i just don't think that they're capable in understanding how i evolved right. and why and all that stuff do you think part of the fact that you haven't shared with them though is because you don't feel like they create like a safe space for you to share yeah. with them look mm -hmm. at when you're talking to like you know we both have girlfriends where there's certain things we don't say to to her and 
um right because you don't feel because like you you think it comes the judge the judgment comes right or and even if it's not judgy it's overly critical and you're just like and this is why people say if you're writing out that text to your boyfriend or the guy you're dating in your notes app first or if you're creating that text with a group of girlfriends yeah he ain't the man for you or vice versa he she ain't the woman for you right. and it's because you should never have to do that you with... should never have to yeah you no. should never be in a position where you're thinking oh, what are they gonna think yeah how do i speak that automatically means that person isn't creating that safe space for you yeah they're not the one for you they're not i recently had a guy come back into my life and he said to me he's like i just feel like i miss talking to you because you're one of those people that essentially creates a safe space for mm -hmm. me you don't judge me etc but he has a girlfriend or he decided to pursue someone else and i just remember thinking like i don't understand how this works in your mind if i'm the one that creates that safe space for you why aren't you with me why aren't you with me but forget about me why, why are, are you, you with, with her, her? Mm -hmm. why would you want to go after someone who doesn't make you feel like that or like i See, make you feel i just like find that behavior so selfish and i also this is why i've just stopped i've become such a cynic with when it comes to human beings and like when they speak because like i've i reached a point where if someone says that to me i don't even believe them right like when someone's like oh i need I, more of that yeah i oh you're you're so beautiful or like i i'm so comfortable with you i've never felt like this before in my life i'm like one year out the other yeah i need i need to be more one like that the other. yeah because i i believe them i'm like mm -hmm. oh which is not good right <laughs> yeah that's both of us yeah i misled way too easily and i don't trust anyone <laughs> <laughs> so on that note <laughs> here we are again lots of oh. questions no answers yeah Brought to you by <laughs> Juxtaposed Realities.